Hello. Hello, dear people. I'm excited to be with you here for the daily sexy jam. Um, that's something that I'm... It's already the third time that I'm, I'm holding this uh, event, let's say, this online event, when I'm just showing up with you every day um, for a few days and just jamming on, on different subjects. Uh, all related to sacred sexuality, tantra, um, consciousness and such. But it tends to be getting quite juicy. So I'm excited to see some of you who are like who I, I remember from the previous rounds of Daily Sexy Jam. And uh, uh, what I'd love to know is where are you tuning in from? Um, so I know that time, I know that most people will be watching the replay because as much as I want to accommodate absolutely everyone, I really cannot do that because I know that you guys are um, really tuning in from all over the world. So yeah, let me know. Hey Stacy, hi Roland, hi Mitra. Uh, so let me know where you guys are right now. I'm in Bali currently, so I, I have, uh, it's my last week in Bali, um, so from once I leave from here, the time will be much more, um, much more easy for you guys, European folks. Um, yeah, but, but let me know, like once you are here, Romania, yeah, rainy moment, it's super sunny here as you can see. Um, so. Yeah, once you jump online, just, just give me some hearts, give me some comments, so I know that we are in an interaction. That's the whole point of this thing, of the Daily Sexy Jam, so we are interacting with you. And I'm actually delivering not just something that's on my mind and in my field. Hi, my love, Vera from Berlin. My, my connection is not so great. Uh, how, how are you guys, like, I think on, on Facebook it should be great, but how about on Zoom, people, how is my connection for you? So, yeah, once you're here, just, just give me some, some likes, give me some hearts, that, that will help me to feel that um, we are with me. Um, okay, Zoom people, no good, how is it now? So I know that like I'm using two different types of connections, so on Facebook it might be stronger right now, but I, I did try to, uh, yeah, come to Facebook if Zoom is not so good, but um, I will keep, keep trying uh, to stay connected on Zoom as well. Because the after party is meant to be very private and is meant to be happening on Zoom. But if okay, we see if if the connection is really bad, I'll just I'll just stick with you on Facebook. But do uh, join Zoom because you will get replays. Uh, so Leila, my darling assistant, please post uh, on Facebook the link for Zoom. Oh no, yeah, for Zoom and for signing up for Daily Sexy Jam so that you receive the replays. Okay, anyway. Iceland. Okay, Facebook connection is good. Sydney, yes. Coffee with me. I'm not drinking coffee. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking turmeric coffee. It's 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 a, it's a new cool thing. It's it's not a coffee, but it's just for some reason it's called coffee. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, so what is this whole thing about sacred sex, and who am I to talk about it? 
I mean, oh, oh, thank you for those hearts. It, it looks nice um, to see my face surrounded by your hearts. So who am I to talk even about those things? And uh, I'm an international tantra teacher. So basically, I, I dedicated my life in service to love. That's that's how I see it. I feel like I do anything and everything I can to uh, help bring love on this planet and bring uh, the a big part of my vision and big part of my work is really helping people recognize the innocence and the sacredness of uh, our natural and ashamed neuroticism. And um, uh, once we recognize that beauty that's contained in our sexuality, it's the core energy of our life, you know, sexual energy. So once we really come to peace, come to healthy relationship, come to openness, come to that uh, real resting into our erotic being, I see that it affects our entire life. How can it not? How can it not if, if that's the very energy that created us? So, um, yeah, so it's, it's a big part of my teachings as well to, to help people activate that uh, connection with sacred sexuality. Sacredity is sex sacred anyway, because how can that which created us, look at this, it's a human being, uh, you know, it's basically the creative energy that created it all. How can that not be sacred? So, uh, but it's up to us to recognize the sacredness of it, you see? So it's up to us to really recognize uh, that it is in fact sacred. It's not that we make it sacred, but it is actually in fact. What we need to do is rather reveal and un undo those layers that uh, prevent us from seeing our sexuality as sacred, our life as sacred, our nature as love. So undoing sounds easy, but actually it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a complicated thing, and we have lots of tools and practices in Tantra specifically. Uh, that help us uh, come to that state of purity again. So, uh, um, Tantra is also that that, par that that path that really invites the weaving of the masculine and feminine energy. And so they, as we weave them within ourselves, uh, we activate the channel, the central channel of our being, you know, as we do the tantric practices, and that activates our kundalini energy or our life force energy. So that's tantra, and that's uh, I can talk. Uh, you cannot actually talk much about tantra, or you can talk a lot, but it won't make any sense. But you really need to practice it. It's a really practical, fra um, a practical lifestyle. It's it's a way to to live your life. Uh, in reverence to the divinity, and uh, I yeah I travel the world and teach basically all over the world. I am um, now in Bali. I'm going to Europe soon, teaching there in Mallorca. I have some of my students here joining uh, with us. Um, teaching at lots of festivals this year. I created two online courses, and third one is in the works. Uh, my online course, Tantra, Your Initiation to Sacred Sexuality, is open right now and many people have been waiting for it. So it's a really, really special course for those who want to dive in deep. But anyway, let's, let's dive in now. Let's dive in now. Uh, let's really go for it. So uh, many people think that uh, when we speak about Tantra, uh, it's, it's basically about... 
I don't know what's happening on Zoom, you guys. I'm sorry for that. Uh, but please know that please know that you can be with me on Zoom, on um, on Facebook. Sorry. So, um, to find me on Facebook is very easy. Just type Sophia with F Sundari. So. Is sacred sex all about like all this love making under the moonlight and all this amazing uh, romantic spaces and just being super still and maybe not even moving and having all the incense and candles around you? Um, is that really what uh, tantric sex is? <laughs> well, no, it is not. Yeah, I see that Zoom connection not working. I'm sorry, guys. Come on Facebook, please. I'll, I'm doing everything I can to make this. Tomorrow I'll, I'll just do it from a co-working space. Um, so, is it? No, it's not. Uh, although, of course, ambience and the space and the environment do make a difference and uh, we can create sacred spaces and I teach those things in my online course as well uh, it's 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 beautiful because we want to we know that environment affects us you know that if your space is cluttered and if you're uh, you know you have old stuff and you just uh, did not clear your space and it's dirty and dusty and energetically heavy it's gonna affect your life it's gonna affect how you feel and of course if you want to practice something uh, where you really want to feel safe and open energetically and that's the prerequisite for tantric and sacred sex uh, then you want to create a beautiful environment how do you create a beautiful environment there are tons of ways uh, there are tons of uh, instruments you can use that help you with that um, if you like smell, it can help. It's it's good to have if you love some you know uh, exquisite natural smells. It's wonderful to use that. If you like Palo Santo or sage, all this is wonderful. Um, bringing flowers, beautifying the space, it's all great. But it's not a prerequisite, right? You just need to feel good. You need to feel safe in the space. So do whatever you can to. To, to provide that for yourself but still it's not all, all right and then you just light some candles and then you start making love and then it becomes tantric sex <laughs> well no <laughs> and uh, also another um, misconception is that okay tantric sex is all about just breathing together and looking into each other's eyes and being very still and quiet and uh, no also not that although it can be and I will speak to that in the end and do hang out with me until the end actually because in the end I, I do something that's called after party where I'm just gonna share what's really really current for me and I'm going through a quite really beautiful uh, moment in my life so something's happening in my heart and I want to speak to just uh, why should we love um, so stick with me uh, for the after party and we'll speak about that too so um, um, so what is sacred sex? I want to speak about those five ways of having sacred sex. Very practical, something that you probably already experienced, something you probably 
uh, can relate to or some of those aspects you will relate to more to some you will relate not so much um, but it's really good to actually explore ourselves in all of those ways because it's beyond sex you know that's what we always need to understand with Tantra and, and whenever someone is telling you that Tantra is about sex don't believe these people because it is not but as if we go into sex yeah, and if we go into sex in a tantric way, then it will affect our whole life. And the way you show up in sex is exactly the way you show up in your life. And so if there are any parts in your personality, in your life, where you feel a little bit unsettled, a little bit strange, a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit shy or a little bit triggered, or a lot, right? Uh, then um, you will have the same response to, to those energies in sex. Okay, so let's start. Uh, so how I want to look at it is through the perspective, through the, through the lens of the elements. So in Tantra we really work with life, with all of life. And uh, life is seen as something that consists, consi is constituent of elements, elements of nature. So earth, water, fire, air, uh, and ether, or space. Yeah, so these are the five elements of nature. They are also related with each and every chakra that we have. I mean, the first five chakras. The last two chakras, they're not related to elements. So, um, let's, uh, let's go into that. So, on each and every chakra, we can experience sexuality. Mm. On each and every element, we can experience sexuality. How does that sound to you guys? Are you excited to dive in with me into that? Do you want to know about those things? Just, just uh, type something for me. Type for me and uh, feed me with some of your likes and hearts. Huh? Waiting for your response. So, yay! Thank you. Yes, Mila. Yes, connection is so bad. Come on Facebook, Sophia Sundari. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we are diving in. Yeah, Facebook is good. Um, so first element is the element of earth. Why it is first? Because it's our root. It's what we step on every day. It's it's that you know that that mud, that the lotus flower. You know, lotus flowers so beautiful, so pure, so incredibly beautiful and. Uh, smells deliciously but it has super intense roots have you ever tried to pull a lotus it's a, it's almost impossible it's super deep super anchored into the earth uh, so in order so it's a beautiful metaphor because it shows us to in order to blossom spiritually to blossom uh, in those kind of refined aspects of your being and the beauty we need to be super anchored into the earth so uh, Sexuality, of course, can help us reveal that uh, and help us anchor, help us create that anchor into our earthiness. So what is earthy sexuality? So it's a sexuality that's related to our root chakra. The root chakra is located at the level of our base, so it's perineum, so it's around your genitals, between, let's say, between your genitals and the anus, so that, that area and the kind of the entrance of the vagina for women. Um, the base of the penis for men, so it's like that, that real base, right? So, 
um, yeah, the energy is very heavy, huh? It's an earth. It's like it's like that volcano erupting, yeah, or those earthquakes, and it's like this, ah, uh, like this this density to it. Yeah, so when we experience sexuality on that level, it's it's very animal. It's like animals making love, especially elephant. Elephant is, is the animal that's related to that uh, element uh, and to that chakra, the Muladhara chakra, root chakra. So, um, uh, so Zoom people, Leila posted the Facebook to to uh, Facebook link. So jump there. Um, so. Yeah, that, that kind of that super intense animal, and it's it it's it's not looking refined at all. You know, it's not that you know there is like incense and candles and light music, and and you're just barely touching each other. No, animal sexuality is like where you really get like dirty. You can say there can be this dirty language also can be used on that level. Yeah, but it's a loving expression. Yeah, you can say. I love you fucking bitch, right? But in that sense of expression of that energy. Yeah, and, and this is very tantric and very sacred because you go into what is there, into that powerful, precious element of earth that can be and wants to be expressed in sexuality. And for some people, if they never get that, they just feel really un unfulfilled sexually. For some, it's not really their realm. They're like, oh, no, I don't really like it so much. Give me more watery, give me more undulating movements where I'm, I'm going next. Uh, and for many, it's like, yeah, I want that. I want to feel that density, that ah, that rawness of life. You see, and that's, that's at the level of the earth. Yeah, so how does it look? It can have the spanking, but like really kind of heavy spanking and and the kind of slow but really deep movement. Uh, this deep thrusting uh, and um, maybe grabbing each other and getting really physical, yeah? Physicality is that, that really aspect. <laughs> and you can know that, yes, I, I'm sure you do, because actually also our, the way our body is shaped, sometimes it also shows that, and I know Nikesh is my student, so definitely, of course, I can see that. And it's, it's also that when we have um, strong affinity with that element, it means that we have a lot of vitality, a lot of vital energy. And actually that's what will, in sexuality, that's, that's what will um, help us last longer and, and having that resilience, sexual resilience. Okay, so that's one way. How sacred is that? Does it sound sacred to you guys, I wonder? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Let me know if you like it. If you like it, just press some hearts. Okay? So, uh, second element is um, the water element. So here the energy is very different. It's like, um, you know, it's like imagine that you are walking through uh, an ocean, through, through a sea, and there's, like, you come in and you, you soften naturally. Yes, you soften and you want to undulate. Uh, you know, and also it's like the, there's this wetness to that type of sexuality. There's lots of these wet kisses, the tongue kisses. Some people they don't like tongue kissing, actually. You know, some people don't like to have their breasts leaked, and that's kind of part of that type of sexuality. Uh, so, um, 
that's a part of this type of sexuality and if you are not comfortable with it maybe you're not really comfortable with that level and it's a very interesting to explore where is your comfort zone and and it's not that you need to change yeah you will have predominantly um, like pre places where you are happier uh, or where you are more natural but it's really good to to explore all those different places and yeah just uh, stretch stretch into those areas where maybe you are not comfortable but for many people it's their home actually because because this is actually the home of sexual energy yeah the root chakra and the second chakra especially the second chakra the swadhisthana chakra it's also sometimes referred to even as sex chakra and uh, yeah it's like all the basically the archetypal things that you imagine about sexuality yeah those uh, the kissing and the wetness and the slippery and the sweating and the, kind of it's like you're really moving in that like sensual flow together and it's really good to go fully into it really dive in uh, and like really allow yourself to fully like activate your spine and undulate into that and really feel your genitals really connecting and getting really juicy and, and just um, uh, exploring that energy on this level. Who likes that kind of sexuality? Let me know. Please, uh, please give me some hearts if you like it. Um, yeah, so then the third, and, and this is also very sacred and very tantric because we are exploring what is there. Yeah, in Tantra we dive in, dive in what is there, and, and this is there, and also important area for us to to explore and be comfortable with also a lot of healing can happen on that level this is this energy is very healing the, the water energy so whatever if you ever had any kind of sexual trauma sexual abuse it's really good to come to peace with that energy and really explore it and and really uh, teach ourselves to be with it and and find pleasure in that and release the guilt yeah, because it can, there can be this energy of guilt stored there. Okay, so uh, next one is um, the energy of fire, the element of fire in our third chakra, Manipura chakra, so located around the, um, uh, the belly button. Um, so here, this type of sexuality is very fiery, it's very fast. It's a bit like dancing, like dancing tango or uh, doing martial arts together. It's very fiery and fast and you want to go quick. It's like you, when you move really fast. Uh, yeah, and there's like it's pounding but super fast. Yeah, and really expression of power. Uh, there is a, what can be coming into play in that level of sexuality is the element of conscious BDSM. So it means it's it's an abbreviation that stands for dominant submission, etc. Uh, and here we can play with that power dynamic, being a dominant and being submissive. And some people they go like, I just I made a post about it and I was writing about dominance. Uh, you can just scroll down on my Facebook. Um, and many people got really triggered. They were like, Whoa, this has nothing to do with sacredness. And yes, dear ones, it has to do everything with sacredness because. I mean, and if you look at sacredness, uh, that it's something that's not, you know, not including our humanness, not including our desire, which is most of the modern, I mean, all 
not only modern, of all the spirituality that we know, it just does not include the humanness. This is just what what it is, you know. It's like kind of not not wanting to deal with all the worldly things. You just want to kind of forget about it, repress it, and, and just put it aside and work on your spiritual development. Well, Tantra is a little different story, right? It's a radical approach to spirituality, to life where we want to make our hands dirty, when we want to experience all of it and we see that all of this is sacred, all of this is life. That's why we want to go into it and life and its, its very essence is sacred and those energies, they are present in life. We can pretend they're not but they are and we have the dominant, we have the submissive within us. If I didn't have my dominant, I would be able to even talk to you like this right now. You know, I would be like more like, oh yeah, let's you know, just kind of like a bit of a dead fish in the ocean or a bit like grass, kind of. No, like, we want to have that energy of a mission of like really entering into the field, showing up and bringing your message and bringing your gift. And so in the same way in sexuality, you can be in that dominant position. Actually on day, uh, not tomorrow, I think, I think after tomorrow, so on the Daily Sexy Jam page, you can see that uh, on one of the days, I think after tomorrow, I'll be speaking about how to invite your partner to surrender. So I'll be going much deeper into those things. But so here, just for the sake of uh, explaining to you uh, that uh, sexuality at the level of the fire element, the Manipura chakra, uh, yeah, so this is where we can bring in that game, that play uh, of, you know, who who is dominant, who is submissive, and how we can, like, um, impact each other, but in a loving way. Of course it is coming from love. It's This is what all the sacred, sacred sexuality is. It's all about love. It's all expression of love. And that's why we want to do it, because we want to experience love. Full, full, deep love. So that's an exp another expression of love. Yes. So then... Um, when we move to the fourth element, that is the heart, the heart chakra is related with it, and uh, the element of air. And here it becomes a, a lot more perhaps what you have in mind, or what you had in mind about what is sacred sexuality, because it's very spacious. It's like air, it's like, whew, it's just, you really take space, and it's like, it becomes like a prayer, you're like almost like praying together, and and like merging together but at the level of the heart and really opening your heart to merge and meet each other and uh, this can bring tears and it can feel like you're expanding through your heart and, and crying and it's, it's very beautiful um, yeah and you can yeah, and sometimes it freaks people out. They're like, well, why are you crying? Oh, yeah, you're okay. You start praying and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 um, it can happen. Yeah, it can happen and it should happen because eventually we go up along the chakras and then we can go down and then up and to this chakra, that chakra. It's a, it's a game, it's a play. Beautiful, exquisite. So then, yeah, heart may open and you can go like just like, whew. Just in deep merging, in deep love, unconditional love. Mm. So, um, and then here, yeah, it may be, you may not even have penetration for that. Yeah, it, it's just, it's a lot of touch, and it, it may be very light touch. 
Yeah, just barely touching each other and orgasming from the heart. There is such thing heart orgasms, what it's called. It's, it's amazing. In my book I, I wrote about it. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's the lovemaking at the level of the air. Then uh, we go to the lovemaking at the level of the ether. So that's number five. And this one is very spacious. It's even more spacious. It's a very mystical state. It's like where you... And all of these levels actually, they can also happen kind of... In, they can intertwine and kind of happen at the same time. And you can feel like it's a, it's a watery type of sexuality with a flavor of fire. Yeah, it can be a little bit of both. Or maybe it's you super watery and then you go into those states of expansion. So it's a level of the throat. Um, yeah, and so here is just you basically you are really meeting in spaciousness. You're meeting in spaciousness, and this is where yeah we can stop and not move at all for hours, and this is amazing. And you just what you do if you don't move, it's not that you don't feel anything. It's not that you're just like falling asleep and resting. Even though that can be part of it, now there's nothing wrong actually about falling asleep during lovemaking. Um, if it's in that space of in the sense of spaciousness where you just feel so held and so deeply connected and so deeply merged with your beloved so you just really open and remove all your guards and you just drop and melt into presence um, yeah and and here it's magical it's it's mystery this is where you really tap the mystery because everything stops there's no more need to do anything and it all stops and only truth remains, only love remains. And you see that once you've moved all this energy, and in my online course actually, uh, I have a, a ritual that I, I guide people through where you really make love on all of those chakras and with specific positions, and you know, there are also specific positions that can help activate, like there are positions in yoga that can help activate the chakras. Also my students know about that. Um, there are also sexual positions that help to activate the chakras, so it becomes, you know, a practice, a spiritual practice, which actually it is, sexuality, so having sex, making love. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, in that expansion, then you recognize truth, and that's that's really uh, the goal of Tantra, to see truth with your eyes open, to see divinity in, in life, in all of us, in, in all of life. <sighs> Do you guys like what I'm saying? Let me know. So, um, so I've been already with you for half an hour. I hope, I hope you don't mind me going for so long. I like it. I can hang out with you a lot, especially if I get your hearts. <laughs> I grow through appreciation as a feminine and all of us. The feminine grows through appreciation. When we feel received, when we feel appreciated, we just want to give it, give it all. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I promised the after party and I promised to share with you what's up with me, which I want to do which I do want to do. I wanted to do it on Zoom. Zoom people, how are we doing? Can you can you see me? Can you hear me? Mm. Yeah, is it good? Mina, is it is it a does it is it a good um, connection and all that? It's much better now. But like better or good? Can you actually understand everything I'm saying? 
breaks every now and then. Okay, well, so for exception, for a major exception, I'm gonna do the after party on both. Uh, on on Zoom and on Facebook, but it's unique. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's unique because from tomorrow I will be um, really doing it only on uh, doing. I will be doing it only on Zoom, so that we kind of have a more intimate circle but anyway you know what guys i feel you you're all my family because i think you know so much about me because i share my life so openly so i want to to share with you um about what, what's really going on uh, for me and uh, i've been on a really beautiful journey of uh, really dropping into the heart into this human heart very deeply um, and um, there is really no end to this journey of a human heart. I find that you know, when we are either like it's like sometimes we live in, into those two extremes, either we are really really busy with life and uh, we are just really stressed with life and we really kind of uh, get really involved really deeply with life and just you know either very worried and very concerned about our health and uh, or not concerned at all and just really busy with work and, and really stressing ourselves out and stuff like that um, so uh, this can be like that materialism yeah where we just really get so concerned with life with just human life and and it can be good but if there's not enough consciousness then it's gonna make us just uh, sick and stressed and and uh, disconnected and then there's another tendency where we just go into those spiritual realms and we just want to fly off and and just be there with angels with um, uh, with our spiritual uh, self yeah, but um, the heart is the medium. Is the heart is where two meet, where our spiritual self, or even in, in the terms of chakras, since I was talking to you about chakras, um, even in that sense, we can they two actually meet the, the crown, where is pure spirit, and the root, which is pure earth, pure life. They two actually can come together and meet at the level of the heart. So whenever we are having the opportunity to love and dive deep into love, um, we should take this opportunity. There's never a reason not to love and, and repress love and not to go into love. And an interesting thing that we think about love, and maybe you saw, I, I wrote this post recently, yesterday I think, uh, that uh, it's, it's very, sometimes it's challenging to actually differentiate love, pure love, from other emotions that come together with love, come on top of love. And usually it comes together with either attachment, so you have a certain attachment, certain expectation from the object of your love, and already that, you have an object of your love, and you usually tend to really project you, how you feel and your love on them. It's like you, you may think like your love depends on them. It's like they are the object of your love. And uh, then there are other, there's anguish, there's desire, there is like wanting to be fulfilled and nourished for me personally as a woman, like I want to feel like I'm, you know, just getting what my womanly humanness wants. 
uh, yeah, and then there is uh, all of this is just additional stuff. Yeah, when when we can really separate the love, and that's what I've been uh, journeying with. So I've been really diving into my love and seeing that. Uh, there's a person in my life who is very special and, and very very dear to my heart and yet I see that in, in, there are ways in which we don't meet and or within the specifics of the time frame that we are right now that that's that's how it is and there's no one to blame and it's okay it's okay not to be fully mad uh, because it's not possible to be fully mad <laughs> by another person. You know, sometimes we want uh, uh, to receive what uh, from one person what uh, a village actually should provide. You know, <laughs> you want to be uh, you want to be mad on all those levels of sexuality that I just explained, and, and yeah, you know, partners can play with that and explore, and sometimes it's totally possible. And actually, uh, my big uh, conviction is that if we meet at the level of sexuality and in all those different ways this is this is you, you you're set actually you're good this is the most important thing uh, but then also we have the emotional and we want our partner to be our best friend and we want to cry together with them and we want to watch movies and we want to get advice on our uh, you know matters of our work or our heart and and it's like we want all of this and we want also to grow kids together and yeah, you know, create a house together and like all of this stuff. It's a lot of stuff. One person can never provide all of this, you know, and doesn't even have to. So, but what remains when we can separate all that stuff? Because it's stuff. What remains is the heart. You see? What remains is the love and the heart. And this is, it's, it's alone. It's enough. It's enough. When we can really drop into love, that's all. <sighs> so, uh, I hope that speaks to you guys. And uh, I hope you, you experience this or will experience this. And that Just uh, that sense of love, like, okay, and, and if there's another person or not, like, it's not even about that. If there is an angel that shows up and triggers that love in us, it's amazing. It's uh, it's a gift. But actually, this love is is ours, or it's not even ours. It's something that flows through us. It's something that's our essence. And then when we get, it's like the strings of our heart get touched, and we get to experience what we truly are. And it it you know when we fall in love, sometimes it might feel uncomfortable, and it's like whoa, like. I get so disorganized, I, like I forget things, I get late, I, um, I just skip things that I had to do and da 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 because I'm so like immersed into this love and it, it's a bit like a birthing process, birthing process of our own heart, you know, when our heart uh, just births itself into a bigger sense of fullness. Six and seven chakra. What is your question exactly, Mina? Six and seven chakra. Six is the um, the clarity, the third eye, and the seventh is this pure spirit, so I have the crown chakra.
love making yeah you can totally make love on on six and seven chakra but it's it's very hard to speak about it already you know already when i'm speaking about the throat it's kind of it becomes a bit more subtle yeah, it's harder to speak about and also even even harder to speak about the six and seven chakra because yeah, six chakra basically it's um, um, basically where it's a fully activated th third eye is where we are in full balance within our masculine and our feminine the full balance of the polarities so they are like perfectly there it's like if you've ever seen uh, there there are statues of Indian gods or Shiva Shiva Ardhvanarishvara it's called it's a perfect balance of the masculine and feminine so he is half woman on the left side he is female on the right side he is male so it's that symbol of the third eye the perfect balance of the masculine and feminine uh, and so imagine making love on that level hmm. it's like you basically through your partner you're making love to all the masculine or to all of the feminine hmm. that's very mystical and then the seventh chakra is basically you're in oneness there's no beloved no no lover it's just all one and the same thing yeah. okay it's actually good bring me your questions why not how do we understand that our chakra is blocked? Well, even uh, within what I was just sharing with you um, about uh, different chakras and different qualities, uh, you know, I'm speaking specifically about sexuality right now, but of course we can um, expand and talk about it much longer and talk about in my online course again. I am doing a lot, going a lot more in depth than that. Um, so if you see that some qualities are weird. And sexuality is powerful to see because, as I said, like when we bring it, when wherever we bring sexuality, everything gets more amplified. So if you see that, oh, I don't like this fiery thing. I hate this dominance thing. I don't like to dominate my partner. Well, it actually shows that you have a bit of a blockage on the level of Manipura chakra. Or some people go like praying in lovemaking. Is she nuts? Like how she can put together something so pure as prayer and lovemaking. That probably means that you have a blockage at the level of your heart. Because if you cannot see sacredness in lovemaking, it means that, you know, or love and lovemaking, like, or purity in lovemaking, or the mystical states in lovemaking, it means that there are certain blockages and that's something that can be worked through, and it can be worked through actually just working on it and going into sexuality and, and actually this will purify it and activate those chakras and also uh, yeah in yoga there are amazing things chakra uh, work on chakras uh, like uh, with asana with uh, specific postures uh, and also doing activities related to that chakra and uh, uh, opening it up like for example if you have trouble speaking yeah, speaking up speaking your truth uh, then uh, singing, for example, would be really good yeah, because it really opens something in the throat. So, I like your questions. I see there are a lot of questions. So, let me see. Yeah, welcome about the six and seven chakra explanation. 
Uh, Stacy, you mentioned it's big to receive everything from one person. Do you believe if it's that's if that's why you want, then you can create this with a sacred partnership? So, uh, it is big, but it's kind of unrealistic. Like, to be honest, I mean, maybe there will be moments when it's like you're like, Ooh, this is full match, full. But it's just moments. It cannot be that way all the time. Um, uh, or are you speaking specifically about sex? If you can uh, meet sexually on all the levels, yes, it is very big. Uh, and you can do that. I have experienced that. And I know that it is totally possible. It's just a matter of willingness to grow. You see, when you really, you see your partner, for example, even in sexuality, you see your partner is super fiery, super dominant. And you are more like into this watery spaces and you're more like to flow and, and maybe also like, you know, a bit like of this mystical space and your partner is like full on dominant, fiery and he wants to go or she wants to go like hard and fast and, you know, throw you around and, and you're like, oh my god. Um, you know, some people don't are not used to it or not liking it. And so here is an opportunity where you can grow into it and you can negotiate and you can communicate and you can express. Um, and it becomes a really, really juicy adventure of growth. And yeah, in relationships, there are tools. Also in, in my Tantra course, I'm teaching quite a few tools where we can really uh, learn to express ourselves with our partner. Because sometimes partners, they just it's like they exist in different universes. It's like one partner has one story. I like I cannot tell you how often. This, <laughs> that's why sometimes I'm a bit skeptic, to be honest. I'm just super, just between you and I. <laughs> sometimes I'm extremely uh, skeptical about relationships, what I see. Uh, about people's relationships m makes me incredibly skeptical a lot because it seems like people are, are really blind and sometimes I speak to couples you know uh, within my work and just the nature of my life sometimes I talk to couples like I would talk to a man I would talk to a woman or even homosexual couple doesn't matter yeah? uh, I would talk to two parties and they each have completely like completely different story running about what's going on between them <laughs> Like, it's like, I, it's almost hard to, it's almost rare that they have something similar. Mostly, it's like, even in ex-relationships, you know, uh, sometimes I talk to someone, he, he, and the guy goes, for example, for example, heterosexual, heterosexual relationship, and the guy goes like, I say, oh, so how's your relationship with your ex-partner? How are you guys now? Oh, we're so good. We're done. We're so fine. And then I talk to her like uh, two weeks later and I go like, um, oh, well, uh, I was speaking to your ex. It seems like you're in a good space right now. She goes like, huh? We are in a terrible space. We haven't talked for two years. We are like in a really, really bad space. <laughs> so th this is uh, this is very common and uh, I see that happening a lot and you know, not a yeah, in all those different ways. So yeah, there are <laughs> Nika is laughing. Yeah, so uh, you know there are tools where I'm really like even actually on my Tantra course page, there my my team um, they put uh, a whole video where I'm actually teaching how to come to a clarity in a relationship. 
this is a powerful exercise super powerful go check it out if you're interested it's it's like available you can just see it like preview the whole uh, practice the whole uh, like a lecture and the practice so you can go in and see it uh, uh, maybe Leila can you give a link please to, to the course page so you can go watch it uh, and uh, I'm explaining how to do this practice. So this practice is called clear space exercise and you just really sit in front of each other and you just really um, Express this is this is huge. So little couples do that and it's so revolu revolutionary. I did it with so many couples and uh, They're like, oh, it looks simple, but then it's like such profound truths come out Okay, so Transparent relating communication. Yeah 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 and then you come to this on the same page you know then you really learn to hear each other oh my god people we need to learn to hear each other because usually we just don't hear it's like a person is speaking and you already have your answer in your head you know that or you, oh, i'm gonna strange this and and this is what they mean and you start projecting straight away so you know to to learn to hear each other is, is huge okay uh i see like there are lots of questions i want to answer them uh, Nika was asking how to take the stuff away and stay in the heart. Oh my darling <laughs> This is where the work begins. This is where we uh, Make the commitment to remove everything and you are actually already doing it because you're part of the Christo school It's apparently that school that is all about that <laughs> Where you just make a commitment to remove everything that is not love out of yourself, out of your life. You see, and then you need to get super honest about all the shadowy parts which actually don't want to remove stuff. Yeah, all the shadowy parts that are attached, that are clinging to the stuff. Yeah, and what is the stuff? Manipulation, wanting to have things your way, controlling so much. And then we need to just find parts of us which actually re really like all of this. They really like to manipulate and, and getting things exactly the way you want them. And we need to get really honest about parts of us that really like to control other people and feel like we are, you know, the ones who get what we want. You see? And all those different ways in which we manipulate, playing fragile, playing like all softy and stuff right so we need to get honest about the things do the shadow work and just see like okay separating those things out okay well this is my neediness talking I, I'm just so like needy and, and actually this relationship for example is triggering uh, you know like if we talk about relationships um, you're oh hey Melissa thank you <laughs> uh, this relationship is triggering my pattern with my father and my father was not there for me when I needed him it's my case uh, when I was a teenager my father was not there because my parents divorced and so I was actually deprived of a lot of masculine attention in the time when I needed it most in this puberty time and so sometimes I get this thing coming uh, with men where I feel like I'm, I'm just replaying the thing with my father 
where I, I, I feel he loves me a lot, but he doesn't love me in the way that I need to be loved. I need to be loved to know that he is there with me, that he wants to hang out with me, take me to places and, and stuff like this. And then and then I see it and then I go like, okay, well, it's 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 my, my father dynamic is playing out or my mother dynamic, which is totally op opposite for me. For example, for me, actually, my mom was the opposite. She was like a bit like over giving me too much attention, and so uh, there's a part of me that like really like freaks out if if people are like loving me in that way with a lot of attachment. Yeah. So and then I can see that and it's like, oh, wow, this is kind of making me want to be distant, but in fact, it's it's also stuff. So I can see that I can recognize it, and then I, I can drop deeper into, okay, but what is here beyond my trauma, beyond my um, inadequacy, beyond my strategies, which are all coming from trauma, basically. Um, so, and then beyond that, what is beyond anything? It's just love. You see? It's just love. <sighs> so simple, yet so not easy to get there. But so simple, so simple. So uh, there's also more questions. I see Fa. I see Fa in the. Uh, I see you like you. You're one. You're the. Hey, <laughs> so beautiful you are. <laughs> so she says, do you use asana to control control the ego? Can you talk a bit about your daily uh, a spiritual ritual? A spiritual means that you are probably a Spanish. <laughs> Since you say like this. Um, so, my daily spiritual ritual. Ah, well, I don't have one. <laughs> Some, I mean, I do different things every day. Um, uh, what I do um, probably a lot is uh, like just when I wake up, I really take some time to be quiet, and and I wake up and I, and I, I just center myself and I just sit very quietly. You can call it meditation, but actually it's just being quiet and being with myself as I'm transitioning between the sleep and, and wakefulness. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do every day. Yeah. But then the rest, sometimes I do asanas, sometimes I do my uh, sundari yoga, which is a very free form uh, movement and uh, activating uh, myself erotically. Sometimes I do self-pleasure practice. Um, sometimes I work out, so different things, and I do a lot of purification practices in the morning as well. <clears throat> I can talk about it another time. So you use asana to control the ego. Well, you know, you don't want to really control anything. Like control generally is a, is a very heavy word, which we we don't want to control our life. We don't want to live controlled, um, but uh, you can definitely use asana to. Um, uplift or like to uh, release any kind of blockages, any kind of blocked energies and uplift yourself in ways that you want to be uplifted. Like for example, if you feel like your heart is really opening and is really stretching, it's like it's really good to do some asanas like Cobra for example, you know, the, the um, Cobra position, Bhujangasana, it's really beautiful for the opening in the heart so it can facilitate, it can help you move through whatever you're moving. So let's see. Once we connect on someone at physical level, is it possible they draw energies from us anytime, which could result in getting drained? 
Mm. Well, I, I, you know what? I never see it that way. I never see that someone can draw energy from you. Because I don't believe in victim. I just don't believe in it. I refuse to believe in victimhood. I refuse that anyone is ever a victim. Uh, and it's all about uh, just our mindset. Yes, you can be giving away your energy. Yeah, you can be doing it unconsciously, but no one can do it for you. No, I'm not buying this. And I invite you not to buy that either. Uh, and yes, when you connect with someone, especially sexually, you're really deep with someone sexually, you really open up to someone, then yes, it can happen that even when you're not together, you feel like um, you feel their energy in you and, and you feel like you're not quite yourself and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it can happen because we really merge with someone sexually. What is really good to do for that is to uh, release the hooks, release the, any unconscious or at times are conscious hooks into the other person's energy, into the other person's life. Yeah, uh, it's like the sense of neediness again. It's like when you are like, it's it might be very unconscious. Okay, those things are quite subtle. They might be happening on an unconscious level, where it's like something in you just really feeds off of them, or wants to feed off of them, or wants to feel fulfilled or complete or whatever, and then you just really position yourself energetically that it's like oh I don't want to separate from you I want to be enmeshed with you and even though it sounds kind of sweet and romantic and we can do it consciously it's, it's beautiful yeah with our loved ones but when it happens unconsciously it is very it can be very detrimental and it can be uh, making us leak our energy in that sense and kind of set, abandon ourselves you know like lose ourselves and then you feel like you lost in relationships I don't know if you guys ever experienced that Feeling that you're lost in a in a relationship, you're lost in another person. Have you guys given me some attention, some likes, some comments, if if that's the case? Okay. Mina says, I get skeptical as well. I feel that so many live in different universes and they don't communicate at all. Yeah, she's commenting about the relationship stuff. Alpha is asking, do you use any? Ah, oh. oh, yeah, yeah, I answered. Okay, well. Um, uh, there are some more people writing something. Pratik, do you have specific dance movements, uh, moves to work on specific chakras? I mean, for activating or for balancing? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, music can support that on specific moves, like if you want to activate more of the earth. It would be cool to make a video on that. Let's see, maybe one day I make it. Uh, like when you want to move like more the earth, it's like more this African dance style movements where you can touch the earth and get really low in your knees and feel your bum close to the earth and feel this heaviness in your root chakra. Um, uh, yeah, in, in case of uh, Svadhisthana chakra, this, the water element is more like those kind of sensual movements and um, like when I was speaking about this chakra, I was moving a little bit, I think, like that. It's like, uh, it's a, this kind of snake-like belly dance movements. Also for men, eh? like undulating your spine and kind of really getting into your hips and into this, this flowy state in you, because it's a water. 
and the fire is is more like the moves like very active very fiery so when i when i party with my students i put on sometimes we do like chakra dance and uh, i will put on sometimes like trance music <laughs> and they love it because it's so uh, like uh, unexpected and you know and sometimes we have all this really nice beautiful music and then sometimes i put this full-on trance and we just start like jumping and that, that will activate the fire in us yeah, and and for the heart it's it's more like the air you know like opening the arms and, and like really moving as air and feeling air moving through you and kind of coming closer to the sky and for the throat is the expansion yeah whatever makes you feel expanded whatever dance moves make you feel expanded <laughs> ah yeah shaking is awesome because i'm Ah, cool. Stacy made a video on it. Very nice. Okay, well, uh, it's been an hour. It's long. Wow. But it's day one. Okay, tomorrow I'll try to be like 30 minutes with you, 40 max. <laughs> Nika loves the parties. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you do. I love them too. We're gonna party in Mallorca soon. Okay, beautiful people, so thank you for everyone who stick with me, and there's many of you who did, this is awesome. Um, so come back tomorrow, tomorrow we have an awesome topic, what is the topic, Leila, are you there? Uh, I think it's, it's about how to practice sacred sexuality when you're single, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And this actually, even those of you who are in relationships, I do want you to be there as well because you still need to practice by yourself, even if you are in a relationship. And I will explain why. It has to do with that uh, sense of uh, neediness and stuff like this. And it, it can actually, it is very important for your relationship. And if you're single, also, of course. Yay. Yeah, thank you. Wow, it's an hour. You guys are amazing. <coughs> Uh, yes, it's recorded. Uh, if you want to get the recording, make sure you sign up for Daily Sexy Jam list. Leila, my love, please uh, please give the link to the Daily Sexy Jam list. And I'll see you tomorrow, same place, same time. Uh, thanks for those of you who woke up specifically for that. I know you did in Europe. Beautiful. Uh, and thanks for those of you who stayed late. And for those of you who just joined during the day and it just was perfectly in flow. Okay, beautiful. So, wishing you a wonderful time. Layla, my love. I hope she's there. She will she will post the links for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone says Paul says he's away from his partner and actually if if he if he can he can take it home and surprise her. Yeah, Layla is him. Who wouldn't wake up for me? Oh, you're sweet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, well, voila. Have a beautiful time, beautiful day, beautiful life. <laughs> Much love. <laughs>